When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. In the know, non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. Purple Daily, presented by Surly Brewing Company. That was bonkers in London this morning. The Vikings are 3-1. We have takes. You have takes. And we will turn it over to you because this is the most fan-friendly, interactive show in Minnesota sports. It is Vikings Ventline. On Purple Daily, Phil Mackey, Judd Zolgad, Declan Goff. On the Purple Daily family of shows, we're all about two things. Daily Vikings Entertainment, and uh, boy, that was entertaining this morning, even even ugly at times as well. Uh, and we also want the Vikings to win a Super Bowl before we die. And a 3-1 and one start, again, as ugly as it has looked at times, is a good way to uh, start making your way toward uh, the playoffs. So, boys... Let's get into it here. Presented by our friends in part at Surly Brewing Company and TCL, one of the world's best-selling consumer electronics brands. They have a new lineup of award-winning TVs for you to shout at while watching the Vikings that deliver the most entertainment with stunning resolution, all at an affordable cost. Enjoy more of the things you love with TCL. Judd, your, uh, your biggest takeaway after watching three hours of back and forth, I would say uh, emotional roller coaster football. Uh, my biggest takeaway is very, very simple. When this show is done, I need about six of these things at the very <laughs> least, maybe more. That, that was continue that, was, that. Continue that thought. By the way, I saw a bunch of people. Oh yeah, I saw our guy Omar from Surly. Was he sending photos of that? Yes, he can? was. Yes, he was. He, he was on the trip and he took some and got some great shots. And yes, you you can I believe uh, find those both at the Surly Brewing Twitter account and our Score North account as well. Surly. You know what? Today is a perfect day. Perfect day. But the good news is this. Vikings fans don't end up nearly as surly as they might have been if they had blown that entire game, which was yeah. possible. Uh, my initial thoughts are this. There is, again, just like last week, there is so many things to nitpick and go over that went wrong. There were opportunities to take that game and run away. Absolutely. And the Vikings couldn't, but they did win. And so, unlike the Gophers, on Saturday against Purdue, the good news is the Vikings won. Um, You had to do the gopher drive-by there, didn't you? Oh, they deserve every bit of what they get. They deserve every every bit of what they get. But (laughs) you know what? Um, Man, I am trying to be, and I preached this last week, I'm trying to be as patient as possible offensively. Like, I am trying my darndest. Um, But there are moments where it's getting very difficult because there are moments when they make plays and you're like, oh, of course, yeah, that's great. Like, like they are, they are making some plays that throw to Jefferson, uh, 
to set up Dude. the Joseph field goal was gorgeous. That's the second most That's beautiful throw. throw I've seen Kirk Cousins make as a Viking. The first one was also against the Saints. Adam Thielen, Thielen playoffs, sure. right? That yes. was a gorgeous clutch throw by Kirk Cousins to to set things up on that drive. That was absolutely absolutely a great throw and a great play. Um, but when I see that, I then see the offense struggle again, like a day on, on a day like today. And I say, really? Like it's it's got to look this bad at, at times. Yes, yes, of course, dude. This is a Saints so, defense that largely has held Tom Brady yep. confused for the last couple. Of right, years. but I, this is I'm a ta- good defense. I'm talking about the self inflicted wounds, though. The Jefferson drops. The Kirk, you know, Kirk threw a pick again, and then he went into a period of blind panic, and and he didn't didn't want want to throw passes, or if he did made incorrect reads. So what I would like, I'm being patient, but I would like to see this smoothed out just a little bit more. That being said, the last two weeks, the final quarter in both cases have been great fun as a football fan to watch. Let me give you, let me give you just the 30,000. There's so much minutia to get into here today. I mean, this is, there's just so much fodder here, but Last year, one of my biggest issues with Mike Zimmer was how he failed to lean into the identity of the team, which was they play a historically um, a historically high amount of close games. The Vikings played close games. I think it was like 11 or 12 of the 17 games on their schedule were maybe even more than that. It might have been like 14 one-score games or something. And he would always get up to the podium and in the locker room, and it was always like, oh, we got to. We won, but we got to, you know, we got to, it was always this sort of angst of, you know, I know that we won, but we can't keep doing this. And I mm-hmm. feel like this team and Kevin O'Connell last week leaned into it in that post-game clip that went viral, right? This is the NFL, man. This is who the Vikings have been the last couple of years. They just get themselves in these close, <laughs> somewhat ugly games. And you have pulled off two in a row. My biggest takeaway here isn't the first two and a half hours of ugliness. It's the way that they bounced back last week and this week to still win the game. Hmm. I don't care about like Kirk having pretty stats for ten years and having a fi- go win in the end. Go okay, cool. They kick a sixty yard or boom, ball comes back over here. Like that's all I'm interested in is racking W's and team victories here. And so this team is three and one and nowhere near peaking yet. That's my main takeaway. It's almost all positive from old Macadac here today. No better way to start the month of Kirktober yep. than a dagger against the Saints, a team that the Vikings have owned for the last 10 years. It's glorious. Ugly, uh, and I don't love waking up at 8 a.m. to watch football. I really don't. <laughs> I do not. I'm not a morning person. I like to sleep in on the weekends a little bit. Um, I couldn't take the commentary crew a whole lot, but at the same time, Vikings win, man. If 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 they want to win ugly, I I don't care. Uh, and I know Kirk didn't have the prettiest of games today. Kevin O'Connell, I think, still has a lot to learn when it comes to game management and clock management and some other things too. At the end of the day, all all of that in the in the in the pot of stew that we'll obviously get into with nitpicks and whatnot, and we'll hear from Vikings fans here shortly. It's a win, baby. You're three and one through four games. I mean, it, it doesn't. I don't think it really mattered if the Vikings offense was top five through three games. If you're three and one at this point in the season, you got to take it. Take 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 your wins where you can get them. Yeah. So, okay, I think we'll shut up here so we can open up to this full room of Vikings fans that's up early, probably a little buzz. Maybe some of you are drinking surly, and we appreciate that. Uh, if you haven't already, please click the subscribe button on the Purple Daily YouTube channel. We are almost up to 50,000 subscribers between the Purple Daily and Scornorth YouTube channels. Thank you guys so much for that. 
Dex, who is first out of the gate? And by the way, you can email us. You can see on the bottom of the screen here, vikingsventline at gmail.com if you want to put your request in. Who's first up? We got Jamie. Jamie, what's up, buddy? What up, Jamie? What's up, guys? Um, Long-time listener. Love listening to you guys. Um, today was pretty stressful. Um, where do I start, I guess? It's just like one thing after another. Uh, me and my roommate here were saying it could have been a three-score game at one point um, early in the game. But um, I suppose I just don't really like the indecisiveness of the play calling for the most part on offense. That's uh, that's a work in progress, I would say. Um, I don't really like just the four-man rush all the time. I would like a little bit more pressure sent up the middle. Um, uh, and then one specific play to call out, the Jefferson play, get inside the three, great. The indecisiveness kind of comes back, and then they're like, I think it too much. They can't get a play call off. Time runs out. Could have just – then you can call the halfback dive that you call on second and ten, which is just mind-numbing to me. Um, it's just a long list of things. The time management before uh, the end of half, I mean, you don't get any yards on first down. You get to say, you just call a timeout, regroup, regroup on second down, have two plays ready to go. Just, I don't know. It seems like they're just, I, but I should start off by saying they're three and one. They're three and one. Yeah. And so, I, I want to add one more thing to this because everything you just criticized is 100% valid. There's a million things to nitpick here. This team has a new offensive system being installed, a new oh, yeah. defensive system being installed, did not play starters in the preseason. And so yep. banking wins before they peak, and I don't know when they're going to peak. Hopefully they haven't peaked yet. But but you know, at some point later in October or November is probably when they're going to start clicking to yeah. whatever degree they're going. I'm not saying they're going to be the best team in the NFL, but if you can bank wins now while you're starting to figure this stuff out in the first month of a completely new set of coaches – this is actually a great first month for the Vikings, despite all the things we can sit here and nitpick. Three and one. Three and one is, I mean, I turned after the double doink. I mean, that's literally as close as I've seen a field goal to falling ever. Like, ever. <laughs> was it was halfway in, and it didn't yeah. bounce. Um, I don't want to keep you guys too long, but, like, there's a long list of things I'm sure you guys are going to find uh, a way to talk about uh, all week. But uh, also, third down offense. You can't be getting yourself into third and long issues. It's like, the same problem with the Clint Kubiak offense. You can't be just putting yourself in third and longs all the time and just like, oh, we need nine yards. I That's where I'd like, they keep insisting on running the ball, but and when it doesn't work, it's like, oh, and then the double misdirections on center play call. And then that's when the Saints send pressure. And I mean, you see how it works. I'd, I'd, read, I'd like to see some more pressure, but at the end of the day, the bikes are three and one. Thanks for having me on guys. I, like I said, I don't want to hold it up for everybody else. I'm sure that really wants to get in and just echo everything you guys get talking about all week, but big fan, keep up doing what you're doing. I really appreciate you guys. It's, it's a mad life we live as Vikings fans. So thanks for uh, right on, dude. Jamie. Great way to lead us off, man. It's a great, great call. All right, let's keep it rolling here. Vikings vent line on purple daily YouTube channel. Will, what's up, man? You're on Vikings vent line. Hey guys, how's it going? What's up? What's up, Will? Uh, man, you know, you guys have said this previous years and just full disclosure, I've disagreed with tons of your guys' takes, but it's always difficult with this team, right? Like we can never get a week one Green Bay throughout the season where it's just <laughs> nice and you're coasting and relaxing. You need a double doink field goal to win and just the margin of victory in these games and I think it just goes to show you, look at the seasons, right? Last year, Kirk Cousins, honestly, in a lot of games, really good in fourth quarter, took the lead, right? Defense gives it up. We lose the game. And the reputation is 
And I'm not saying that he doesn't deserve it in a lot of cases, but he can't finish. He can't win those games. This year, so far, back-to-back week, two games, right? We happen to actually have luck on our side, and we get a double doink that misses. Just feels like last year we would have had those uh, go in. And, you know, it feels great to be 3-1. and one, And I thought overall the game, you know, I'm, I'm a little skeptical on Kevin O'Connell. I understand we're putting in a new offense as well. But I don't know if we're going to quite be able to get Justin Jefferson open the way that Sean McVay is able to get Cooper Cup. I just really haven't seen that. Maybe it does take a little bit more time in terms of scheming, but I want to get your guys' thoughts on that first. I think that's probably true. Uh, the one thing that I, I have seen the last two weeks that disappoints me, though, is there are passes Justin needs to catch that he drops. Mm-hmm. And that, like, when you scheme to get a guy who's going to be covered like he is open, you can't have drops. That drop on uh, the drop on the second half ball where Sanchez – talked about that the ball basically got past his eyes that's got to be caught like that's a tough catch but his hands he he could have secured that ball he didn't so that being said I I think that you know the last two weeks there have been definite passes that Justin needs to catch because when you do throw him the ball unless he's basically being interfered with um, those are important plays and so I'm a little bit disappointed I get his frustration I get all of that but dude you need to catch the ball you know what? Um, I think sometimes people get mad at us because we've had this sort of get over it, deal with it attitude when it comes to the Vikings. A lot of people love to make excuses. Well, what are they supposed to? The offensive line, you know, the offensive line was yeah. not great in pass protection today. Receivers, your guy Johnny Munt, what a devastating, oh. devastating right through his hands. I don't even know if he touched the ball. It wasn't a drop. It just like went right through a window. It, it was just like, his, yeah, it, it like went right through his torso. It was very, yeah, it was bad, very odd. It was but, incredible. Um, you know, I think sometimes people act like, oh, the Vikings are the only team in the entire country that drops passes and has a bad offensive line performance against, mm-hmm. you know, ferocious pass rushers. No, this happens across almost every game in the NFL every week. And I think what we have been saying is be a team, be a quarterback, be a coach, be a team yes. that says whatever bad craps. There's going to be 10 terrible things that happen today. There's going to be a couple turnovers. There's going to be eight times where they kick the crap out of our pass protection, and then there's going to be another four drops or something. Mm-hmm. Deal with it. Deal yeah. with it. Yeah. Go win be anyways. Tough. Yes, go win anyways. We should yep. we should print the shirts. Yeah. Go win and anyways. And they have the last two weeks. Off of that point, too, moratorium right now for the next at least two to three games. No one who's a Vikings fan can complain about officiating yes. at all God. the 25 22 lead was taken in spite of the offense uh the call on matho on the play that he just basically made contact with justin is one of the worst calls i've seen he literally hit his shoulder pads and they threw a flag yeah. the Th- the thielen pi was a pi but thielen grabbed Lattimore's face mask they could have evened that thing up in a heartbeat. They didn't. No complaints for at least three games about if you feel the Vikings got screwed because they got a gift. The offense on that drive wasn't good. They got a gift, which you'll take. I just don't want to hear, oh, the officiating screwed us. No, the Vikings got very fortunate with those calls. Brett screwed Brett. Brett. Brett <laughs> screwed Brett. Anyway. All right, let's keep it going here. Vikings vent line. Drew, what's up, pal? You're on Vikings Event Line. Drew. 
Drew How are we doing, guys? Man. There we go. Good. Good. Yeah. yeah, I can hear you. Boom. Uh, definitely thrilled with the win, three and one. Like we said earlier, I feel like we could have easily won this by two, three, a two, three score game. Um, it felt like we wanted to give the game away like the Lions did last week, letting them hang in there with all these field goals, field goals, field goals, missed extra points. All these things we get bailed out by the refs, thankfully, at the end. Um, but yeah, super pumped to be three and one. Um, a couple things that I'm, I guess, disappointed in, I think could be definitely bad when we get into playing tougher teams or make it to the playoffs at the end of the year. Um, we got to catch the ball, dude. You're in the NFL. I mean, it's touching <laughs> both your hands, going through your hands. Justin Jefferson, you're supposed to be the best receiver in the league. You can't make that. You can't make that adjustment and make the catch. Like, you got to catch the ball and get a touchdown there. That would have given us a lot more momentum than a field goal. And then the next play after that, Kirk missed him wide open in the corner of the end zone. Instead, he throws it two yards to Thielen on third and goal. (laughs) At least give ourselves a chance to score. Throw it up to JJ. I mean, don't just – it's kind of like the check down thing. Like, why even do that? If we're not going to go for it on a fourth down, who cares about two yards? Just throw it up to JJ. Um but yeah, I'm, I'm happy with the win. Just some things that I think could they got to clean up going forward. Yeah, Drew, good stuff, Thanks, man. Drew. I'll throw a couple stats out there, kind of in line with what Drew's saying. So, while red zone, the Vikings came in. They were a little better last week, but the Vikings they have problems cashing in in the red zone, and that was evident again today. And third down, they came in as one of the five worst third down offenses in the NFL. And um, for a while, they were like four of their first seven or something. But they wind up five of fourteen on third down. So this is a, I I think that's going to get somewhat better. I mean, Kirk has been a bad third down quarterback in his career. Oftentimes, I think they're going to find ways to scheme better on third down. But they are three and one despite being mostly terrible in the red zone, mostly terrible on third down, and a defense that's been super leaky, unable to get after even Andy Dalton and make him feel uncomfortable. So just to be banking wins like this is so huge for this team. Should we keep it going here? Vikings yeah, let's keep it going. Purple Daily YouTube channel. All right, let's go to, uh, I I think it's Daddy is technically his name. What's and up, Daddy? Daddy? Yes, it is. Make me <laughs> yep. second Daddy. time. Thank you. Thank you for bringing me in. Uh, I've been begging Declan for like months now. But hey, uh, I enjoy your shows. Uh, I love uh, how you guys stay, stay true. And no matter what's going on, we just kind of want the Vikings to win. Uh, so cheers to that. Right on, dude. Is that is that what is that? Was that hard out? Is that like a picture of tequila or something? No, it's like a. And, and oh, okay. forgive me, forgive me for my like <laughs> poor quality, but like it's like just like my starter. This is usually what I start with. Nice. <laughs> I love it. Wow, I'd like well, to see how you finish. Well, no, I actually started today with mimosas because I know the game was in the UK and I wanted to be like fancier than just beer. So I'm like, <laughs> I'm gonna start with mimosas. Like, You're like, I feel a little guilty drinking beer before nine yeah. o'clock, so I'll drink some yeah. uh, champagne and orange <laughs> juice. <instead. laughs> honestly, I wouldn't mind if the Vikings played at this time all the time. I, it's great. Yes. Yeah, honestly, like I wake up too early and I'm here. I'm out here waiting. Like God, I got to wait till twelve, and then you know, okay. So uh, I took a couple of notes, and yes. Uh, I agree with you guys that, you know, it's crazy that we're three and one. Um, it really feels like we could be one and three um, if things don't go our ways here and there. But I, I think they are doing things differently than last year, at least. I mean, with the end of games where, I mean, I see o- uh, O'Connell always having the three timeouts to use. Um, not like using some crazy timeouts like Zimmer. So I, I like that. Um, 
I'm going to be a little critical of Cousins today. I wanted to focus on the little things that he does instead of just looking at the stats. So I'm not sure what you guys think. If it's was the was the offensive line struggling or was he holding on to the ball a little too long? Combination of both. Yeah, it was definitely both things. Okay, perfect. Yeah, because right. even in the pregame show, Warner was talking about how he shows glimpses of, but but he never has like a complete game. So he even used a couple of examples of like when it it seems that no one's open, but Jefferson's wide open and just Cousins does not throw it or just throws a little dump. So hopefully he can fix that. Um, I do see him being a little more aggressive than in the past. So I'm I'm okay with some of those throws. But also, I'm not sure if you guys noticed that some of his easy throws was he, he was throwing a little behind the receivers which kind of stopped them from getting in a momentum and going after the catch. Like that pass to Jefferson, that was an easy touchdown there, and he just threw it behind him. Probably, I mean, Jefferson probably should catch that, but, I mean, he had it wide open. I mean, even the 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 one to the tight end, was it Munt, the one that he missed? Yeah. Okay, he should have caught that, but also Cousins could have just put a little more touch on that. Like he was wide open just to make it easier for him. I love how daddy daddy is is like I, I think like I am the number one Kirk hater. Judd is like the number two Kirk hater. And even Judd and I stopped short of blaming Kirk he for the Johnny had... Munt drop. But daddy comes in here, he's like a half a pint or a yeah. half a keg deep of He would have uh, had to yeah. walk him the ball, Daddy. He he would have had to say, Johnny, here, here's I mean, the rock. Like he could have done one of those Mahome throws, you know those little things that Mahome does nowadays. <laughs> And, and, like, he – I mean, like, make it easier for him because, I mean, I saw it again. Yes, he was wide open, but, like, maybe he was a little too hard. Uh, and just my last my last one, again, just, like, kind of burning cousins here. Like, what's up with all those, like, third down passes that are short, no matter if the receiver catches it? It's like I saw, like, three or four of them today where it's like he not only throws a complicated or a tough catch, but, like, they're either going to get killed or – even if they catch it, they have no chance of getting a first down. Yeah. All right. I'll- D- Daddy, dude, this is a great, great session great here stuff, from man. you. Definitely need Daddy to come on again here. Uh, I just want, I want him to take that gigantic cup and just fill it with random drinks. Every week, your, your mission is to have just another random drink in there. It could be like a Mai Tai. Hell, it could just be straight you know, whiskey, whatever you want it to be. Um, I mean, this has kind of been Kirk's. And by the way, I think going into this game, Kirk had the second lowest air yards per throw Mm -hmm. of any quarterback in the NFL. Some of it might be schematic. I mean, that like, let's, let's look at that objectively here. That first drive, the Vikings, it was like a 13 play 74 yard touchdown drive and almost every play. It was death by paper cuts. It was a, a perfect first drive milk half the first quarter off the clock and the average depth of throw I'll bet was seven or six or seven yards or less because it was all these great crossing routes, right? It was Thielen in space, Jefferson yep. in space. Scripted maybe, plays were good. Maybe a little out route here. Yep, exactly. So I don't mm-hmm. think depth of throw or air yards per throw is the gospel for judging quarterbacks, but it is notable that he had the most conservative average air yards per throw of any quarterback or second second lowest coming into the game. So it it is a thing for sure. And it's just, been throughout his career. Just to be perfectly clear too, that was daddy who said that Munt that the ball could, could have been put yeah. m- more, uh, more <laughs> um, in, in a better place. That was not our show. So before you tweet us and are like Mackie and Judd, they're talking again about how Kirk has to make a better throw to Munt. No, we never said that. Okay. 
That ball has oh, to so be it's caught. already been aggregated. It's already been aggregated. That, yeah. on, uh, Aggregators, correct. please don't pick this up. KirkHateWatch.com has yep. already uh, put it on the front Anyway, page. that's not us. Um, uh, before we get back to more Vikings fans here, a shout-out to our friends at the Minnesota Lottery for this glorious Vikings scratch game that they've been pumping throughout the first month of the season. That's right. The, the uh, Vikes won, of course, and now you can win, too, with a $10.2 million in total cash prizes. It's time to go big with the Lottery's big-ticket Vikings scratch game. So big, huge second-chance prizes. The lottery, just simply say, I'm in, must be 18 or older to go big. Make this day perfect by winning some cash from the Viking Scratch game. Boom. And again, thank you guys. We're about 25 minutes into Vikings Ventline here. This is the most fan-friendly, interactive show in all of Minnesota sports. Vikings Ventline, part of the Purple Daily umbrella of Daily Vikings Entertainment. And uh, if you haven't already clicked the subscribe and the like button on this episode on the Purple Daily YouTube channel, please do so so you can help spread the word about this awesome community of fans that you guys are helping us build here. Who's next on Vikings Ventline? Let's go to our guy, Jay. Oh, all Jay, right. Hey, what's going on, guys? Hey, Jay. Hey, so I want to bring up one thing that I absolutely hate that happened on offense, but then I want to shower somebody with praise because this single man is the reason we are 3-1 and one and not 1-3. and three. So real quick on the offensive thing. If it's third and 20, third and 21, and you run a draw play to the right with Dalvin Cook, just kneel the ball and get off the field. <laughs> I hate give up plays with a passion. If you're gonna if you're gonna do crap like that, come on. Just don't. Mm-hmm. Chuck the ball. I, I don't care. Do anything but a run on third and twenty. Now, the man that is responsible for our three and one start, this single person has been the one group of people that have been good in every single game, and that is Matt McDaniel, special teams coordinator. Our special teams have been absolutely elite, and they are the reason that we have more wins than we probably should right now. With our offense sputtering and our defense looking like a sieve, our special teams coming up with turnovers, punch-outs, making huge tackles right when the ball gets into the hands of the return guys, and Greg Joseph making five field goals today. I know we missed that extra point, but I'm not going to be picky about that. Our special teams has been absolutely elite. Give that man a round of applause, Matt McDaniels. Jay, great stuff, nice. dude. Let's uh, let's keep it rolling here. I, Daniels, come back and no, no Mick. Yeah, yeah. The Mick just is to be gone. clear, let's put some respect on his name. Exactly yeah. right, Matt Daniels. Uh, we can talk about the missed extra point and the unnecessary anxiety, but the five, the five field goals more than made up yeah. for it. Uh, vent line continuing here, Dex. Yeah, let's go to, is it is it Skoltheus? Skoltheus. How are we doing, guys? Skoltheus. What's up, dude? What's up, Al? <laughs> oh, not too much, man. I love listening to you guys. You know, you guys get me through the work day a lot of the time, like everyone else has listened to you. I uh, took some notes today, you know, some good things. Jet sweeps. Like, get those in the game more often. It's dynamic. It's fun. It's exciting. It keeps the defense from pinning their ears back. They always got to pay attention to that. Resilience. You know, I mean. I love I love seeing the team fight back. You're gonna face adversity. You guys hammer that point all the time. Mm-hmm. If you can't deal with it, you're not gonna win a lot of games in the NFL. And the kicking unit. Oh my gosh. How nice is it to finally have a reliable kicking unit? Now I gotta say that extra point, I was like, for Christ's sakes, don't miss this. And then he did, so it's probably my fault. <laughs> but uh, you know, typical Viking <laughs> stuff. But double doink, fantastic. Hate the Saints, hate the Bears. It's just the perfect way to end the game, take the dub. Uh, you know, some bad things. Defensive pressure, like, where is the pressure this year? 
it seemed like the Saints were running down our our throats the entire game on de- on defense, and we could not get any pressure on them at all. And I, I just don't know what the issue is there. Kirk playing timid a lot. You know, I, I just I just want to see him take a game by the throat sometimes. You know, he's got the talent. He's just got to get through his mental, you know, that aspect of things. Just get some grit in there, put the work in, get it done. I don't have any surly. That's one of the bad things today. But I am actually going up to uh, uh, the Cards game in a few weeks. My first, uh, taking my son to his first game up there. So nice, man. Uh, that'll be fun. I'll have to pick up some surly when I'm there. Oh, and uh, yeah, a little life of suffering. Johnny Munt. Well, I had a uh, a bet on him getting a TD any time in the game. So, of course, oh, you know, he misses oh no, that potential oh. easy grab and go right there. It's like, come on, bro. So, and then Cook, you know, I swear every time he touches a ball, it's like a two-yard scamper. And then <laughs> that's it. He, he never breaks it. It's like watching uh, Adrian back in the day, just two yards here, one yard there. Maybe he'll bust one, but I haven't seen a lot of that explosiveness from Cook early this year yet. So. You know, like I said, appreciate it. You know, have having you or having me on here. Uh, it's first time. A little nervous if you can't tell. <laughs> Dude, no, you love you guys. It. You did great, man. Uh, yeah, I'm yeah. trying. Hopefully, I'll be back on at some point. You know, I love listening to you guys. So keep up the great work, man. Go by awesome. man. Thank you, dude. Appreciate the the kind words. And no, you did a great job for for being nervous. Apparently, um, let's keep it rolling here. Let's go to uh, uh, Mackie's neck of the woods, Brad in Seattle. I think he's oh, also rocking a uh, rocking a score north. north. Themed uh, shirt there. Yeah. I, I, I woke up at six thirty a.m. for this, guys, and I slept in my Score North shirt because it's comfy. <laughs> hey man, but I slept in my Score North hat as well. <laughs> Just woke right up. Yes, man. I had three cups of coffee, but my heart was pumping so hard. I feel like I had like nine. <laughs> this this stuff is like bad for my health. Waking up so early, losing <laughs> sleep over it. Oh goodness, I I don't understand the. The decision to they did it with both Cook and I think with the end around on um or the they did it like a sweep to the right with both Cook and um, was it KJ Osborne at the end like put the game away guys you can't you can't keep letting Andy Dalton look like a hero just like they did Cooper Rush last season maybe maybe they the Vikings just really like redheaded quarterbacks but um, uh, man they had to put that one away um, yeah I. <laughs> I just wanted to vent a little bit because they got us up too early to put up performance <laughs> like that. Well, I think like my thought, especially on the KJ Osborne play, because that was like a third and nine, and mm-hmm. you had a chance to. It's like they decided, okay, we're just going to kind of get get inside fifty yard field goal range, and let's not go too crazy. And you could, whether you want to call it a lack of trust in Cousins or a lack mm-hmm. of trust in the offensive line, it was very obvious. KOC said once we get inside fifty yards for a field goal for for Greg Joseph here. I don't want a sack. I don't want an interception. I don't want some sort of fumble or something. So let's just be careful here. We could and debate all day was- whether that's the right way to go about it, but he clearly didn't trust whatever it was, Kirk offensive line, to not make a mistake in that spot. The Cook one was third and 21, I believe. So, yes. like, mm-hmm. throw it downfield, get some yardage, like, at least secure the field goal a little bit more if that's what it's going to be. Man, <laughs> I got to put the game that- away. I, I got a feeling that KOC has altered his play calling a bit uh, because of concerns about Kirk. And, and, and like, it's he got the great throw to Justin, right? Big gain, I think, thir- 39 yards, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. And then it was like, he's like, okay, that's what I'm going to get. Um, 
I think KOC, and I think this has way more to do with Kirk's mentality than physical ability. I think he is pulling back the reins a bit um, and probably doing more Kubiak stuff than he, he would like. Because there is, there's a definite, I don't know if it's a lack of trust or just a concern there, but he's not a dumb guy. And and again, I will continue to say this. The notion that Kirk Cousins was just going to simply, at the snap of fingers, turn into Stafford was not true. Yeah, there, there There's a reason why Stafford, in terms of upside, right? Yeah. Kirk has pretty much leveled out as a 34-year-old. This is largely what you're going to get. And and it's he's a fourth round pick that wasn't highly touted out of high school, right? He's like he deserves praise for making a quarter of a billion dollars as one of the fifteen best quarterbacks in the NFL. But he's kind of maxing out at his uh, on his odometer or whatever you want to right. Yes. Matthew Stafford was a former number one overall pick, stuck with one of the most garbage organizations in all of professional sports mm-hmm. for ten years. Mm-hmm. You can kind of tell, God, there's there's something more there if you could just put him with the right organization. There's another level to his game, and we might just be finding out that. Kirk is a really good, solid quarterback. He's probably not going to be one of the best quarterbacks on third down. He's not going to magically, you know, gain this escapability from pressure in the pocket. How can they kind of work with what they have with him? And, you know, they're right. feeling that out still. It's been four games. They're still feeling out what they can and can't do with him in this system. Exactly. All right, we'll keep it going. Let's go to uh, our guy, Ben, in Florida. Ben, ben, how you doing, buddy? Hey, um... So, Judd, I'm with you on your uh, theory about O'Connell and the play calling. Um, he definitely has changed a little bit in the last few weeks um, because, you know, Cousins' play has been wildly uneven. Yes. Cra- wildly uneven. Like, it's just, like, the interception he threw, that is an inexcusable pass. He cannot throw that. He, like, double-clutched, right? It was just kind of a weird yeah. – he gave he gave and it got, away with the double-clutch. Yeah. yeah, like – That suckered in. That's an excusable pass. Yeah. Um, I give, um, but I I give an early nod to KOC for potential coach of the year because the last two games they don't win those under Zimmer. They they just don't. They they find ways to lose games. And yes, the opponents they're playing gift wrapped them the win. They they gave them opportunities, and the Vikings, like the team, took advantage of them. So I, I'm not really going to put I'm not really going to put this a lot on KOC. I think he's trying to work with pieces that is given yeah. he's doing the best that he can so hopefully they can beat the bears next week another team that's not very good they should get to four and one then they come here to miami i'm going to the game nice. the last vikings game i went to was 2014 tampa they won so hopefully they can go two and oh and uh <laughs> i'll be going to down here in the sunny south florida love so, it man love nice it man. Man. Ben. ben thank you stuff. dude appreciate you uh, one of our OG Vikings Ventline callers. By the way, uh, apparently Scott Hansen on NFL Red Zone. You know, oh, how, did you guys see yesterday how people were just bitching, rightfully so? They're trying to watch college football, and oh. ESPN kept cutting in with Aaron Judge. Judge at yes. Oh, yeah. Cut-ins. I yes. love it. And it, was, it was, there was articles written about it yesterday, and Scott yeah. Hansen jumps on NFL Red Zone and says, no pitcher is pitching around Aaron Judge in our double box today. <laughs> Incredible. <laughs> Good for him. God, he's awesome. Oh, it's hilarious. All right, let's uh let's get thousands of people hanging out with us here this morning after a Vikings win in London. Who's next? Blake from Shoreview. Blake, what's up, buddy? Uh and my heart is still racing. I'm waiting for it to calm down. <laughs> Amazing. Jeez and, oh my god. All I'm gonna say is this. I've been a Viking fan since nineteen ninety six. First game against the Green Bay Packers. John Randall sack and Brett Favre three times. Since that day, I've been a hopeless Viking fan. 
And over the past, I would say, 11 years, I have been waiting for KOC to arrive. Bland offense with mediocre defensive play, close calls. My heart's still racing. Jeez and cry, Minnie. Dude, I, I, think you, say, I think you and a young. lot of people, man, a lot you're of people. You're too young for this. <laughs> 30. I'm 30 years old, but I've lived I, too many heartbreaks. And I know you've I think, gone through way too many. You've lived through the four Super Bowls. Well, yeah. <laughs> but all I got to say is this. For all the Viking fans out there that are critical of Kirk Cousins and this offense this year, I'm just going to enjoy the ride. We have been waiting for this, I would say, for eight years under Mike Zimmer's bland, conservative-style approach. This is something new. It's not going to be like Sean McVay in 2017 where they had the number one ranked offense and nearly went to the Super Bowl. I'm just going to enjoy the ride. If we lose, we lose. If we win, we win. I'm sick and tired of just having uh, hyped up seasons just to be falling short of expectations. It's going to be a process. It's going to take some time. It's not going to be the first year, maybe next year or the year after that. So for all the Viking fans, I just got to say, Give this thing time. Don't jump off and start being critical in the first year under this new regime. I would say within three years, I'm write this down. Hail Mary Flutie. We will be in the Super Bowl by year three under KOC. Wow. Yeah. Blake coming in hot from yes. Shoreview with the takes. Now I calm down. <laughs> now calm yourself down. You're pulling go, hard. Go, go do a I meditation. Pounded, I pounded down two before I dies after Good that kick. You. Way to go, man. Good for you. Stone way, Cold Steve Austin. Way to go Let's right there, it, baby. <laughs> Blake, great stuff, dude. That's a that's a great call. I love the uh, the blue skies and shore view there, too. All right, let's keep it keep it rocking here on Vikings. We'll keep it going. Way. More before. What's going on, guys? Good morning. Hi, Tyler. How are you? Pretty good. Waking up early definitely wasn't my favorite. Chose to have my before I die after 11 because... Before that feels a little bit gratuitous. So, <laughs> were you just staring at it for the first two hours, yeah. or what was? Oh, I was up at eight a.m. and immediately I was like, mm, oh, "Shut up!" Not Dude, yet. Cheers, cheers, not man. Yet. Judd brushed cheers. his teeth with before cheers. I die this morning. I had a, Who doesn't? I had a chilled mug for my before I die. Oh, so I love the chilled mug. Huge. I was ready to go. Um, Judd poured a bowl of cornflakes with before I die instead of milk this morning. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah. So, Fantastic. I'm not judging. Um, so I want to do a preemptive pie chart of praise if I could. Uh, uh, three slices of pie, very short. 50% to Greg the leg. Uh, if he didn't make those field goals today, we would have lost. Plain and simple. Uh, 40% to JJ. Like you said, he dropped a couple maybe he should have caught. But at the end of the day, without him on the team, probably don't get the win as well. And then 10% to KOC because, uh, like you guys mentioned, last year we lost a lot of really close games. And this year we're winning them. So a lot of praise goes to the coach for that. Um, and then the only other thing I have is Eric Kendricks went out of the game for, I think, a drive or two, if I'm correct. Yes. Um, I think the game was seven to seven and they put in Troy die. And in my head, I'm wondering the NFL is really about being fast. If you have a fast team, you have a chance. Mm -hmm. Why isn't Brian Osamo given a chance? You know what I mean? And we hear these things about uh, Lewis scene, not picking up the defense very well. I wonder if we're having the same issues with Brian. So let me know what you guys think. Yeah, it's a it's it's I think it's really tough when you're talking about Hicks and Kendricks because those guys are very highly paid, very well decorated NFL linebackers. 
Right. But they're both on the wrong side of 30 at a position that needs to cover a lot of ground. Yeah. And Cena's done now. I think yeah, it's he a lower leg. leg. It, it is a lower leg fracture. He's undergoing surgery in yeah. London before returning Oof. home at some point. God. Poor guy. So yeah. that is uh, that's a wrap for his season. Wow. Um, just looking for other injury updates here. Kevin O'Connell was emotional talking about scene in the post game. Yeah. Um, it's yeah. The injury updates mostly are just on Lewis scene here at this okay. point. So we'll keep you guys posted if anything else comes. Yeah, because across during the show, Kendricks I believe was tested for a concussion. Feeling on what the second drive definitely hurt his his leg. Like he couldn't run at times. So yeah. I'm curious if this is going to be a problem. And did Harrison Smith at the end of the game get kicked in the leg? Is that what happened? The, or the groin? Was it the his groin. hand? Or, he was, I thought oh, it was. I thought it was his groin. Oh. Okay, it looked like he was holding his hand, but maybe he was holding his groin. (laughs) Yeah, it looked like he got kicked somewhere where you don't want to be kicked. Yeah, Yeah. I I wanted to tell him, could you please tough it out for five more seconds? Because it's going to be a mandatory timeout. (laughs) If you could just... Phil. You could just Phil's you know, like you oh, be come a little on, tougher there. Uh also I don't know if the NFL officially sent a memo or not, but the contrast between how many times they showed the replay of the Tua injury on Thursday night. Yeah. And Al Michaels was like, let's zoom in a little closer on yeah. that rigor mortis hand thing. <laughs> you know, what do you think? Yeah. And then today I don't even think they showed one replay of the Lewis scene injury. They didn't. they didn't. They played it inside the stadium from what people were saying, and it was pretty pretty bad. So I saw it tweeted. It's it. bad. His leg bends and then just sort of goes off. It's, yeah. it's real bad. The NFL's like, uh, we're, we're going to pump the brakes. You never, injuries. post that Theismann in 84, I believe, guys, you never need to show a person's leg snapping ever again. Yeah. Like, I don't, you don't need to see it. Yeah, there, there, there's nothing that you're like, oh, now I know what's wrong. It's disgusting. You know what they should do? If they really want to capitalize, you know, for the mainstream audience, don't show the replay, but charge a subscription for the sickos that really want to see from every angle someone's leg getting broken. We're not going to show you the replay here. I can hear Chris Collinsworth on Sunday night. We just suffered a brutal injury down there, and we're not going to show you the replay, but you can go to NFLinjuries.com. Yeah. And you can subscribe <laughs> to all the nasty you want to see right there. There it is. Oh, my God. Marketing. Uh, all right. Who's next on Vikings Van Line? All right, let's uh, let's go to Cody. Cody's uh, outside enjoying the beautiful fall day. Cody, what's up, man? Oh, Cody, oh you're, you're muted. Co- you're, you're muted, muted there, Cody. Your Just got to unmute yourself. Once here, once he's got it. There you go. There we go. There we go. Oh, oh we still no. can't hear Cody. We can't hear Cody. That's okay. let's, we'll, let's put Cody back in the yeah. green room here. We'll we'll get him paused up. Let's uh, let's go to Rob. Rob, who's uh, ready to get some takes here. Rob, what's up? Hey guys, how you doing? Thanks for having me back. Yeah, man. Thank you. A um, couple points here. So I think we all should have seen this coming, right? We're, we're playing a backup quarterback. We're over there in London. Of course, the game was going to be close, and we were going to make all kinds of dumb mistakes, um, such as the missed extra point that would have had. You know, they would the field goal wouldn't have tied it there. They might not have been so close, but. Um, also, I think Kirk's early pick really changed the momentum in that game. We were – the defense was playing well. The offense, you know, scored on the first drive. We had the ball back, and Kirk throws the pick there. So I think that kind of completely changed it. I could feel the shift. Uh, also, why can't we score touchdowns? I mean, field goals, field goals, field goals. And, you know, we can't hate on Greg Joseph too much because he's the one who won us this game at the end of the day. But 
Um, you know, we need to find a way to be able to get the ball in the end zone because it shouldn't have been close. Right. Also, you know, a couple other people have mentioned it, but I feel like Kirk was kind of off all game. He just wasn't putting the ball in the spots where it should have been. Granted, you know, Jefferson's one of the best. He should catch some of these balls. But if Kirk throws a better ball, he probably does. So that's another thought there. Um, more drop passes seems to be a theme early in the season here, especially with the tight ends. And uh, one last point. I think the run game looks pretty bad on both sides of the ball, both offense and defense. Um, I know that the Saints are pretty good up front, but even against other teams this season, we have we have not really looked good in either aspect. So hopefully they can clean that up. Yeah, thanks, Rod. Appreciate you jumping out. Yeah, the Vikings only 3.2 yards per carry. Defensively, they did hold the Saints to only four yards a carry, so it wasn't a, wasn't a total disaster on mm-hmm. the ground. Um, but yeah, Dalvin Cook, 20 carries to get to 76 yards in that game. And again, only his long was only 14. Has he yeah. busted anything no. over like 25 or 30? No. What's his he, long this season? He looked like he might bust one early in the game, and I think he got tripped. But I'm, t- I'm telling you, going back to week one against the Packers, I contend that he used to have that plant his foot and take off move. I, I don't see it. I just don't see the burst now. He yeah, still gets yards, he, but I don't see that. Like he he used to have like five gears, right? Feels like he's down about three now. His long carry on the season is sixteen yards. Mm-hmm. For context, and it's only been you know it's been a month, but his four years before that, his long was eighty five, seventy, and sixty six. Yet a twenty yard run. Are we back here? Was I out? Yeah. I think I'm out. You, you, had, you had a little of a glitch there. That's <laughs> okay. We got you. Uh, let's go to the VP okay. of the, homemade the, the game gremlins. day Juicy Lucy's here on Vikings Vent Line. What's up, man? How you guys doing? Can you guys hear me? <laughs> yep, we got you. All right. So, uh, first of all, I'd like to say the um, random Viking of the week with Greg Camarillo, one of the funniest things I've seen. In my lifetime. It was absolutely amazing. <laughs> Knowing that Judd got Phil back was absolutely amazing. Um, <laughs> it was amazing. Just, Dude, Greg, just Cam- Greg Camarillo was, re- was retweeting it throughout the week, too. He was Greg Camarillo loved it. Loved himself some uh, random Viking. <laughs> it was great. It was great. I was, uh, you know, I was coming home from work, and I was just, like, replaying it again and again. I'm like, this is hilarious. Just <laughs> Declan's laugh. Everything was funny. And then uh, the uh, I will name drop somebody the Ty Cox parrot thing about Declan hilarious. <laughs> All right, that's my dog in the background. Um, that's, it, 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 was, it was absolutely good dog. No, that's just Declan repeating yeah. uh, repeating everyone's takes. <laughs> She, she, has, she has her Vikings jersey on. So that's- oh, yeah. Oh, who's a good girl? Who's a good girl? Who's yes, a good girl? Yes, 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 yes. yes. <laughs> oh. 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 Um, She's like, <laughs> I am not happy with that game. <laughs> that red zone offense ticked her off. Azula. Azula, Azula. All right, I'm here. I'm back now. Um, so I'm out oh, here with Island right now. I'm in. I'm in <laughs> she doesn't want to be ignored. I'm in. Um... I think. I think we may have to say goodbye. Oh, that's okay. The poor, 
The poor that dog. You know what the dog wants? Two things. Red Zone, Nutrisource. Yeah, that's right. Those two things. Give me my damn food and put Red Zone on with Scotty Hansen right now. Oh, my gosh, man. That is hilarious. All right, who's next <laughs> on Vikings Red Line? Let's go to uh, let's go to Jabril. Jabril, what's up, man? You're on Vikings Vent Line. What's going on, man? This is the first time I've been back in a long time since nice the, back. the Cowboys got the game. Oh. Um, unfortunately, I have some bad news for the for the Vikings family. Uh, I recently just lost my girlfriend uh, this Wednesday. Uh, she passed in a car accident. I wanted to share that with you guys because you know she's one of those girls that uh, allowed me to watch you guys' show and uh, was definitely learning about football and stuff like that. So I just wanted to wanted to shout her out here. Um a couple a couple of takeaways from the actual game today. Uh the defense is terrible. Defense is, is, is god awful. Uh Kirk Cousins, he's doing he's doing a lot better in KLC's offense. It's not spectacular, it's not great. He has some some bad throws in there. But like a couple of uh listeners said, we are winning games this year that we would never have won last year um and my last takeaway that i wanted to touch on maybe two weeks ago receivers stefan diggs J- justin jefferson and randy moss i know stefan got tagged as being a diva but you know he uh complained and had personality about some of the things that we kind of needed on the team and i wish we had somebody like that on the team in the philly game that we had and as far as justin jefferson i got his jersey on now i love jj he's a great receiver Amazing. I think he will end up being one of the top 10, 15 best Vikings of all time. But the, the comparison is to Randy Moss is not even close. It's, you know, Randy, Randy was very dominant, and I think J.J. is unstoppable. But it's different when the ball is in the air, and you know that two or three people around him, he still has a chance to come down with the ball. So uh, thanks for my time. I'll definitely be back give you guys a call, check up on you guys. Anytime you want, and Jabril, you got a you got a massive community of Vikings fans here, Purple Daily listeners and watchers. That I can see the comments are coming in, people supporting yeah. you. So you always have us, and you're welcome on this show anytime, man. I appreciate it. Thank you. Take care. All right, Thank Jabril. You, thanks, dude. All right, let's keep it rolling here on Vikings Vent Line, Purple Daily YouTube channel. Hey, what's, what's going on, on guys? What's up? Can you guys hear me? Yeah, yeah, we got, got you. you. You got us. All right, so is it just me or is uh, Brian O'Neill our big problem on the offensive line right now? Well, today he Rough got game. he got beat a few times. Uh, Cam Jordan took his lunch, but leading into today, he's been one of the best tackles in the NFL. So it was it was definitely a bad day for him, though. I hear you. And my second one is uh, I know JJ's our man. JJ is our best receiver on the team, but as of right now, I think Adam Thielen's our go-to guy. He should be getting the ball right now. You know, he's old, reliable, you know, and I think he should, you know, he's keeping us going right now. I think we should be going more to Thielen at this time. You know, I think, thanks for coming on here, Mike. I think, I think both of those guys, like like today, Jefferson winds up catching 10 passes. Thielen catches eight. They were targeted a combined 22 times. I actually love the workload for both of those. I thought this was kind of perfect. JJ gets his, Thielen gets his, and then some other guys get sprinkled in throughout the game. Yeah, I think it was clear that when the season started, the preference from KOC was to go to Justin a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also think, again, I think that Kevin is having to adjust to Kirk, too. And Kirk definitely trusts, uh, among his uh, potential targets, Thielen the most. And so it feels like now that KOC is deferring back to Kirk a, a bit. Like, you can't 
Kirk is not at the stage of Kirk's life where you could just completely change him and, and be, be like, you know what, you're not going to throw it to, to 19, it's all 18. So, yeah, I feel they are definitely trying to get on the same page. Thielen is incredibly um, consistent. That being said, if you're a coach, the deep ball that went to Jefferson is an indication of what he can do, and you don't want to abandon that, too. Yeah. So, like, it's it's probably right now, and uh, and unfortunately, I guess it seems like Osborne is the odd man out, but it's probably right now a balancing act, right, of what Kirk prefers, but also calling plays that give you the best chance. How about this? So, Kirk had 35 targets today, and 22 of the 35, like I said, went to Jefferson Thielen, and then he mixed four over here to Irv Smith. K.J. Osborne had a couple targets. There was the red zone. I mean, K.J. Osborne caught a touchdown that was wiped out by by uh, the, the pick offensive interference. But this is, I mean, Thielen and Jefferson with a, yeah. with a slight skew toward Jefferson. That's that. how you have to make it work. Um, boys, I'm going to hand it off to you guys to wrap up the rest of this. As I think the audience knows, I'm out in Arizona helping my dad uh, with, some, with some stuff. His, his health has been not so great. And... Um, the audience has been very supportive, but I'll let you guys take it home here on Purple Daily, and uh, I'll give you some more takes early in the week here as we uh, we progress Cheers. toward a Bears a game that could be a trap game, a Bears game that could be a trap game. Be but careful. Before now. you go, I'll fly the flag for you. I wish we had Ode to Joy because we there, don't have there our... There goes the flag. God Mick Tinglehoff bobblehead, the, the surly before I die can, and the flag, the hat trick. <laughs> See you, dude. Take care. Amazing. All right, Thanks guys. Up. See you guys. Bye-bye. All right, Judd, Judd, we'll keep it going here. We yeah. still have, we still got uh, plenty of Vikings fans to get all to right. here. So got all time let's in the world. go to uh, let's go to John now. John, what's up, bud? Welcome to Vikings Ventland. How are you? Hey, John. Kalispera from Athens, Greece. Uh, it was a great game. Uh, it was a very great uh, time for uh, for me because it's eight thirty in the evening right now. Mm-hmm. So it was thirty, and it was uh, really nice, heartbreaking once more. But uh, as previous guys said. Uh, last year, uh, there was no chance to win uh, this game. Uh, I think uh, KOC have uh, brought uh, some new air in the team. And uh, I believe the special teams uh, deserve uh, this win it's for them uh, today. Mm-hmm. I really yeah. believe this. They were fantastic. Thanks, John. Yeah, um, on, on that point, so my biggest takeaway about the statement that this team does not win the last two games in 2020 or 21 Mm -hmm. is if Mike is coaching, first of all, once Greg Joseph misses the PAT, he's mentally gone because Mike would be, Mike would be ticked off. And, and, and this is where I think KOC is walking a fine line with Kirk. I'm sure KOC is more frustrated by, by some of Kirk shenanigans than the fan base, right? Cause he's probably like, I thought I was getting this guy and that's, but anyway, he also walks the line of having to keep Kirk's confidence up. Mm-hmm. And you know what? That last drive, or that the drive that featured the 39-yard pass to Jefferson Dex, um, that's a hell of a throw. And that's coming from a guy who was definitely a different time shook. And I feel like previously with the former coach, when he got shook, it was very hard to get him back, right? right like he was right. sort of just lost. Um, and so, yes, I think that there is something. The two people that I think Zim was the toughest on was the kicker in QB, Kevin is clearly, clearly smart enough to say, you know what? You might have screwed up. 
but I need you still. But you can also see, and and this is maybe just reckless speculation of, of how he reacts on the sidelines. You can see his disappointment when they go to the red zone and they have to settle yeah. for three. And and good and good. Like I I'm I love that a coach is disappointed that he's settling. You know, he can tell that there's frustration there because he knows his offense should be able to to move it down the field and, and get six when they need to. So mm-hmm. absolutely. Let's, let's keep it going. Let's go to uh, Nick here on Vikings Event Line. Nick, what's up, pal? How's it going? How are you guys doing? Great, hey, buddy. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Um, I saw a lot of things that I did like, but I saw a lot more that I did not like. Um, Kirk. Kirk Cousins could have played a lot better. Um, I'm, I'm tired of seeing him just throwing the ball out there, and there's two DBs on him, and they could just come underneath and pick the ball off like they obviously did today. Um, I'd say defense has got to be a lot better. Um this is a mediocre team that we went against. This is Andy Dalton we're talking about here. Um, it shouldn't have been that close of a game. Um, and I'd say really KOC, just a lot more. I, I, I think we need to get Justin Jefferson open even more than what he's done. Um, I know he's probably going to say it in the presser after the game that he needs to get him open more. But um, I think with doing that, we could open up a lot more stuff for Adam Thielen, even more than we have today. Um, I think we have a lot of weapons that we could use. We just got to explore them. Absolutely. Um, Great stuff, Nick. Thanks, Nick. Yeah, I think he's right. Um, So the thing about Jefferson, though, is, and again, this is where it's it's going to be very interesting to watch the maturation of what O'Connell is doing, is it is very simple, and it's fun to say this. Justin Jefferson is our Cooper Cup. He is the Vikings Cooper Cup, and he's going to be Cooper Cup. Okay, that's a great thing to say, and I love it, but it's sort of also like saying Cousins is is Stafford. Same guy. Well, they're really not. And so I, I think what we're going through is a feeling out process. But I'll go back to saying this. And I was, after week one, I was the one saying, you know, J.J. and Moss, it's like the same type of, no, I'm wrong right there. I'm wrong right now. He's not Moss. The, the caller who said he's not Moss is 1,000% right. Um, Randy caught the balls that Justin is not. The potential touchdown pass was not a great throw by Kirk, and there was pressure there, but you know what? That ball can be caught. The drop that was uh, where Lattimore was on Jefferson but Jefferson could have caught the ball, in my opinion, is a flat-out drop. And so, like, there's blame to go around here. But getting scheming Jefferson open, you know, it's going to take work at times. You need to do it. They worked hard to do it, but when he has presented opportunities, he can't be averaging, perhaps, a drop or two per game. Right. He needs to be better. Once in a while, sure, but it can't happen consistently. It just simply cannot. I agree. Let's go to uh, Dan now on Vikings Ventline. Dan, what's up? What's up, guys? Not too much. So I am a fan since 2001. Randy Moss, uh, Vikings fan in Indiana. First time on Ventline. Uh, feeling a little under the weather, but I'm definitely not a fair weather fan. Um, <laughs> a win is a win, but we have so much room for improvement on offense and defense, I feel like, especially with spreading the ball around more, getting the ball to Jefferson, like you had just said. Um, Our defense seems to be bend but don't break a lot. Uh, I feel like it's working for now, but we're getting really lucky. Um, 
Yep. We need to be more aggressive on offense. It seems a bit non-existent at times, and it, it's so frustrating to me when we're just settling for field goals. Uh, there was at one point, I think, in the game where it was fourth and one, and I feel like we could have gone for it, and instead we just took the field goal. Mm-hmm. Um, fourth and two. And then yeah. the, You're right. Yep. Fourth and two. Um, Kirk is going to be Kirk. I, I That's how I feel. I don't think he's ever going to change. I don't think O'Connell can change that. Mm-hmm. Um, and last but not least, I'm really happy with the win, but I'm going to leave you with a double entendre here. Uh, it's a win against the no good Saints. People don't forget 2009, man. All right, man. I love it, Dan. Great stuff, Dan. Thank you very much. Um, so here's where I'm a little bit torn. Declan, mm-hmm. here's what I'm a little bit torn because I agree with his points. And look, watching this offense at times look good and then for series just regress is incredibly frustrating. And today's game, much like last week, could have been won by about 14 points. Right. All of that being said, here's where I'm a little bit torn. We told them, and especially I did, told them, why don't you sort of blow things up, right? Don't run th- things back. And it's clear that the Wills told Quazy and, and O'Connell, no, we are going to run this thing back, resign Kirk. Part of my contention is this. You do have some upper echelon star power, no question about it. But, you know, Dex, the Vikings probably at the end of the day belong in that middle ground group of teams that play games like we've seen the last two weeks. Because they're not a great team. So, like, I'm a little bit torn because you're you're basically – running it back with a group that, look, they are winning games that they didn't with Mike, and the change was necessary and good. All of that being said, it's not like Mike had this high-flying great team. So so I feel like we need to accept the fact that this is this Vikings team is a middling team, and they are winning games that middling teams win like this. Absolutely. So I'm 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 very I'm very torn here. I'm very torn because I can't now say, well, I mean, this team is fantastic. There are things that when I watch games frustrate me, uh, but there's a lot of things about this team that don't surprise me one bit. Keep it moving here on Vikings Ventline. By the way, hit the subscribe button for Daily Minnesota Vikings Entertainment. This is Purple Daily, a Vikings show 365 days a year. Of course, you are watching Vikings Ventline, the most fan-friendly and interactive Vikings show in all of Vikings land. Let's go to now a uh, very interesting cat here, Kirky McClutcherton. Hey, tough fought game, guys. Uh, defense held them at the end. You held them to 25 points and gave us a chance. We've won this way all year. And I got three words for you. You like that? All right. I love it. Thank you very much. I do like that. I love the his voice didn't crack. You know what? His voice didn't crack, yeah. too. He I came al- through with it. You and I have been talking about this since the beginning of the season. He didn't. The, the the new way Kurt Kurt goes up to the huddle right now. It just it's uh, I always I always I still make fun of him all the time. Vinny thinks it's funny when I do it. So at least I got an audience. <laughs> I bet the dog likes it. Well, at least the dog likes it there. Uh let's go to Rance. Rance, what's up, man? Welcome back. How are you? Good man. How are you guys doing? Awesome. Good dude. Good man. Well, I just want to be a little more positive than most people have been the last two weeks. Like I'm saying I'm saying hello in the hallway. I'm enjoying the uh the new <laughs> Special team success, I think it's turning into wins. I think there's a lot of good things from the punt team, especially. Um, Joseph's done pretty well um, despite a few missed kicks, but, you know, he hit a clutch one, so that's what matters. Um, Man, we're winning close games. We lost last year. You know, I'm happy about that. They're stressful. But, you know, I think we've 
we're learning how to win, you know, in adverse situations. And I think that's very important. And as far as the offensive struggles go, I, I don't think people's putting in, people are putting enough focus on the uh, lack of the run game success. Um, the Rams offense, it, it looked like it was a high flying pass offense, but when you really dig deeper, it was balanced. You know, they, they relied on having success from the running backs and we're really not having that right now. There is a ton of one yard runs right now and it's not, allowing I feel the whole offense to gel it's not bringing those linebackers and safeties up closer to the line they're getting to set back on guys like Jefferson and I think that you know once we get that going and figure that out I think everything will open up so I just wanted to say good job guys thanks and you you know let's enjoy the wins awesome man thank you speaking of how about the fake punt Ryan Wright a former high school quarterback we I think we talked about this I think we talked, and to think I questioned the decision to make a change there, huh? That was a like that's a hell of a call. Mm-hmm. That's Fake the type punt. of call that that used to go against the Vikings, and the Vikings Easy. didn't do it. So easily my favorite novelty play in all of sports. I know there like isn't a lot, but but it is my George Washington of novelty. Plays. Did you see the fake punt? So so that followed a three and out on which the yeah. on which Kirk and company looked terrible. And they showed O'Connell on the sideline. And did you see he did a marvelous job of selling being pissed off? Yeah. He yes. like looked disgusted, he's shaking his head. And then they run the fake punt. It was just it was absolutely great gamesmanship. Love it. Uh, a few more guests here on Vikings Event Line. Beautiful Sunday afternoon. Thanks for hanging out with us on the Purple Daily YouTube channel. So we'll go to now Peter. Peter with that NFL jam shirt on that I've seen some oh, other nice. Vikings fans walk around. Have you seen that around? Dude, I love it. Culpepper Moss, big fan. Love it. Awesome. Same here. Um, so I got a few minutes until this pizza is done in the oven, so I'm going to race Perfect. through it. Um, well, Kirk, in the words of Denny Green, you know, Kirk is who we thought he was. Mm-hmm. Um, the only difference I've seen in Kirk is, you know, He's at done. the end of the game, right? Like in, in, the, in the clutch moments here. But so hopefully that's a trend. Yep. Um, but the thing, the other insight I have on Kirk is that well, he just can't play with the lead, right? Like he, he clenches, he white knuckles. You could tell we went up seven, nothing. And then he came out on the next drive and basically airmailed a screen pass to KJ Osborne. Like yes. it, he's yes. just white knuckling the ball. Like you should feel comfortable up seven, nothing with a chance to, to take more. Um, but the offense, I know is a work in progress. This defense is a hot mess. Um, they started calling uh, Ed Donatel, Ed Donachelle because of this <laughs> terrible shell defense. I mean, if you got pass rushers, great, have a shell defense. But your best pass rusher is Dalvin Tomlinson. Um, he spent most of the day in the backfield. I I don't get it. I don't get how you make Daniil Hunter and Zadarius Smith like non-existent in a game. Yeah, Smith got the sack, and then I don't know that I heard his name after that sack, which I think was in the first quarter. It might have been on the Saints' yeah. first drive. So. Yeah, I mean, you, you got to work hard to, to to keep those guys hidden on the field. Mm-hmm. Um, but, our, you know, our cornerbacks actually look like they know how to play football again today. Uh, yes. Even yes. Pat P., I mean, he found the fountain of youth on that flight to London, didn't mm-hmm. he? He made about three, I thought, outstanding plays. Yeah, just where, really where's that sound been for the last technique. two years, you know? Yeah, no, those, yeah, he made, um, in, in fact, he, he actually got, he actually got beat for a first down, but before that, 
he made back-to-back plays, and he made the move that I absolutely love. He didn't go for the pick. He just went for the ball and batted it down. I've always wondered, because how many times do corners go for picks and it flies through their hands or they deflect it into the hands of the receiver? Just bat the ball down. Play basketball against them. Peter, go get that right. pizza, man. The pizza's ready, man. Is, is your kitchen burning down? Go yeah, don't pizza, don't okay? let the house catch on fire, okay? Yeah. All right, guys. Good stuff, uh, man. Thank thanks, you. Man. Oh, my God. Uh, we're not responsible for home. And, time, of course, I, you know. if his house does, you know what? Finch Home Solutions <laughs> can fix all of his problems. Cody Finch and my friends. Oh, my God. Uh, a few more guests here on Vikings Vent Line. We Let's got go to Alan. Alan, what's up, man? Hey, how's it going? Colin, thanks for having me on the show. Um, Colin from wonderful Madison, Wisconsin. Oh, your college yeah. football team is awful. Oh, I know. I just realized how irrelevant we are kind of this year. But um, it was very refreshing to see another win from the Vikings. Yes. Um, I think it's okay to say it's officially Kirktober. I mean, he led us on a game-winning drive. I think we're discounting that. Um, and that's two weeks in a row. So I kind of see that and as a bright spot, you know, he's showing up when it matters. Mm-hmm. Um, number two on uh, Cook, mm-hmm. I see like, I see, I still see electricity out of him. Um, the one play in the first half, he was like hitting the hole really hard and they got tripped and they missed yes. that call. Um, and then on the, the final drive, you know, he gave us a good first down. So I think he still has those bursts of energy, but maybe like as many people have said, like one or two yard rushes have been happening. Mm-hmm. But I think, you know, Madison getting him in the mix might help that a little bit. Yes. And and I I wonder if they're gonna start to split carries more, Declan. Yeah. Because it doesn't the thing the thing with Cook that I keep coming back to is it's not that he's bad now. It's that he's lacking those last two gears. Because, like, that one, that fifth gear that he used to possess, it was incredible. Like, he was gone. Right. And I just don't see it now. So. Uh, a few more left here on Vikings Ventline. Let's go to Fast EJA. What's up, buddy? Not much. You guys hear me okay? Yep. Perfect. Got you. So, just a couple of things. Um, I think Cousins is actually playing better than he's ever played before you know everyone wants to look at the stat sheet and when he played bad you know his stats were great you know and now that you know his stats aren't so good he's at least winning games he's not breaking down like he used to when he threw a pick in a game um and i think you know the voice cracking thing Declan always talks about he might be channeling his inner steve young you know steve young's famous for when he won the super bowl he he had that that voice crack so maybe who knows where that could go <laughs> <I like> um <laughs> the the defense i think um is a problem but i think the problem is is we're 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 running it like the niners ran it back in the day when they had justin smith and all that we don't have the front seven to run that defense and only rush four we got to bring a fifth guy in whether that's harrison smith or, or whatever from the from the back end and um i really thought dj wanham played well um mm-hmm. a lot of time he's a cleanup kind of guy or takes credit for other stuff but i thought he actually had a, a pretty good game he flashed and, yeah he really did good on the run stop too and then i think um you know, everyone wants to compare Moss to, to Jefferson. Um, but I will say, while Moss might be the overall talent, he would just shut down and take plays off. Jefferson has character and heart and 
and the skill. And I'll take that over a guy that quits any day of the week, even though Moss is why I became a Vikings fan. I still love Moss, but he take plays off and I never appreciated that. And I think last for the running game, we need to run by committee and throw Cook and more, get Chandler in there, get Kene Wanwu in there and just develop that game more as my by committee, as opposed to just putting it all through Cook like Zimmer used to do. So those are kind of my takes. Love the show. Keep doing the good work, guys. Thanks, man. Appreciate you, dude. Good stuff. Um, so here's what I think is happening a little bit, at least, Dex, uh, four games in now, on offense and defense. It seems like for now, O'Connell is deferring to guys who traditionally have played. I wonder if that's going to continue, because the earlier caller or, or um, guest made a good point about this. Like, this league now is designed largely around speed, right? And, like, you've got Chandler, who's young, Wang Wu, who I'm not saying he should play a ton, but certainly there has to be a package because the guy's incredibly fast to incorporate him. Um, and I wonder if if as things, as we get deeper into the year and guys are nicked up or show what they can and can't do, I wonder if we're going to start to get a little bit more of a mix of younger, quicker players. Yeah, they, I mean, they, they don't Just have... Just they. I mean, in the Philly game... You know, they didn't have the speed. They don't have the type of team that can go with the track meet. They can still win games. Vikings are 3-1. and one. That's fine. But if you try to play up to a level that you don't have, well, you're probably going probably right. to lose if you have to play in a track meet game against, like, Philly right. and stuff. So. But, I, but I think O'Connell is smart enough not to come in and, like, take a ton of work away from Cook. Because right. I think if you do that, you start to lose the players a bit. And, yeah. and there's no question, in year one, he needs the veterans, right? Yes, like they're very important as far as as far as uh, potentially setting a clubhouse or in this case locker room tone. So I'm just trying to think through the process of of this because I find it hard to believe that none of these young players are actually going to contribute at all. Uh, in what the last we're at 17 games now, so 13 games. Like I find yeah. that hard to believe. I agree. Let's uh let's try Cody one more time here before we wrap wrap on Vikings event line. Cody, you got us? Hey, yeah, can you hear me? Perfect. Yep, we got you. All right, all right. Well, I just you know first time on here. Um, enjoy the show and all that. Um, Thank you. My biggest takeaway today is man, our offensive line is back to its old ways. It seems. Um, just man, that front four of the Saints just really destroyed us. I wouldn't doubt if that right side's probably our. Uh, Lowest rated uh, this week. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw the play where uh, Bradbury, man, he just got smacked right in the face and pushed back. It's, but I will say there is good out of it. Um, I, I, I like a lot of people have said. I don't think in past games Kirk would have uh, gritted up and won this for us, uh, or just the team in general. Um, so we are. I guess you could say trending in the right direction. I mean, I think that offense still needs to figure out what it wants to do. Um, Kirk just needs to get out of his head and play football. Amen. <laughs> Good stuff, Good man. stuff, Cody. Thank Appreciate you. Appreciate you coming right. on. Welcome. There are days, there are games like today where Kirk is going to get hit a lot and sacked at times. Yep. In some of those, not all, in some of those situations, he needs to get rid of the football. And he does it. And so, like, there is a – the offensive line scuffled. And the Saints defensively are good. 
That being said, there were definite circumstances where Kirk needs to deliver the football, make a decision, and and he doesn't. And Mm -hmm. so this is where O'Connell, I'm sure, is going to try to work with Kirk. Uh, Because as we discussed on Purple Daily, I believe it was on Thursday or Friday, there's no offensive line that's perfect. So this whole thing of, well, I mean, Cam Jordan can't get, well, but Cam Jordan's going to. He's good. He's really good. And so, yeah, there has to be, I'm not saying that the offensive line can't regroup and take a step from what we saw today. I am saying that there have to be there has to be times in a game against a team that can put on a good rush, especially uh, with four with a four man rush, that your quarterback has to deliver the football. Yep, it's a balancing act. I agree. All right, we're going to wrap Vikings Vatline a little earlier than normal here, uh, but we will be back tomorrow. We'll have our hottest, strongest. Vikings take right here on Purple Daily. So hit the subscribe button for Daily Minnesota Vikings Entertainment. Shout out to everyone who uh, joined us in the room today and watching on the Vikings on our Purple Daily YouTube channel. Of course, we are on Apple, Spotify, scorenorth.com. Head all over to the Score North YouTube page for bonus Vikings content plus content on the Minnesota Twins. Well, not really the Minnesota Twins with Royce. I guess there's some content there. But the Wolves, the Wild, even some Gopher football apologies that maybe have to be uh, yeah, that's, made that's, from over the weekend. That's going to be brief. Yes, yes, it will. So hit the subscribe button for Daily Minnesota Sports Entertainment. We'll be back tomorrow right here on this YouTube channel. Be sure to check out Realistic Randy Rants as well with Randy and myself. And before we die, Jesse Pierce, Thor Nystrom, Ross Brendel holding it down there. Plenty of Vikings content coming to you. Vikings are 3-1, and and this has been Vikings Ventline.